The Edinburgh Football Podcast is brought to you in association with Nicholson Joinery Limited. Hello and welcome to the Edinburgh Football Podcast. From the Premiership to the Lone League, we've got it covered. Carl, how are we doing this week? Not too bad, mate, not too bad. A um, few days off this week, so it's always good. What about yourself? Yeah, same for me, Calm. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, off, back to work tomorrow. Um, so, well, what a better way to finish off the, the short break than, the, than another podcast, Calm. Another jam-packed show, as always, for, a, for our listeners, Calm. The agenda tonight will be Hibernian, Hearts, Embra City, and into the Lone League, and then finishing with our puzzler. And our predictions. Uh, Cam, we're going to start with Hibs this week again. Um, decent bit of form. Hibs find themselves at this moment in time. They're couple of wins in a row. Yeah, starting to really try and make a push now. For too late for top three. I'd probably, probably no, absolutely not. No. <laughs> it's five points. It's um, five points. Um, it's uh, absolutely not. I mean, Hibs just still have to play Motherwell in the top six. I have to play Aberdeen in a couple of weeks, so I'm sorry, the European places are nowhere near out of, out of grabs, so I think Hibs, Hibs need to do the right things, take care of themselves, and, you know, barring, barring any silly defeats, I think that Europe is definitely there. If they start just briefly back to, was it last midweek, Hibs... Played, am I right? Ross County, yeah. Aye, I just conceived that long ago. Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah, t- yeah so they had uh, uh, Ross County, thoroughly deserved three points. Yeah, uh, better team, Ross County are poor, not going to lie. I think that looking towards the end of the season, I think that as we're going, it's, I mean, I was going to bring up this point later, but Hearts should be looking at teams like Ross County because they are in some shocking form. Yeah. Uh, they were poor. They, they made changes at 2-0 down to see out the game. That was that was the response <laughs> yeah. of the management. I, th- I think that uh, this is a team that rode back at Easter Road earlier in the season who beat Hibs uh, in December 2-1 coming from behind. So I was surprised to see them just giving up the ghost. But, oh my days. Anyway, um, yeah, they were poor. Hibs were... Very, very good. Um, just Greg Doherty, as we're going to speak about what what a player Hibs have got in there. I mean, absolutely mugged off Rangers by giving them a huffy wee brat and getting in an absolute <laughs> baller. Um, Doherty is magnificent. Yeah. He fits into that Hibs team yeah. effortlessly. Um, you know, it's him who moves the ball quickly on Allen. Allen fires. I mean, Scott Allen does what Scott Allen does. And you know Matt McNulty, uh, fourth fourth goal in two games. So I mean, I think you've got to look at that and the rest of the rest of the game. You know, Hibs kept uh, a clean sheet. They've been few and far between this season, but it's yeah, it's very very well deserved three points. And Hibs could have had more if they'd wanted. Yeah, that was Wednesday. Yeah, on to Sunday, Callum, and it was a a really tricky game because you know Kamarnik were in a real fine vein of form, and we spoke about that, and that was even before they played. Uh, Rangers, Rangers and, and took three yeah. points off Rangers Callum and then for Hibs to go through there and to come away you know I thought for the first 60 minutes as, as Jack Ross said in his post-match comments I thought for the first 60 minutes Hibs were really really good um, of course for the last maybe half an hour or so they maybe thought you know what we'll just sort of take this and they defended really well Callum this is what I want to say again this back three is this a formation that finally 
allows Scott Allen to play. Yeah. Scott Allen to play yeah. in behind that. Yeah, behind, it does because uh, a front two. You look at it, um, Scott Allen's first time, uh, sorry, second time at the club uh, on on loan, where you know Ebbs played the the three in midfield, <clears throat> and if you've got three in midfield, you can afford. To let Scott Allen drift. Especially when the players around him, Callum, have got that energy yeah. in which Doherty has. And it's something you were saying all along. Allen got away with it because McGinn was box to box. Doherty seems along that yeah, similar exactly. line. I'm, I'm not saying that. Um, but I'm not saying he's as good as McGinn, but he's certainly on his attributes. way. Yep, some certainly attributes. on his way. I think that he's, he's definitely got that in his locker um, to be as good as McGinn. Um, He's got the box to box. He's dynamic. He's got a shot on him, as we saw on Saturday. Uh, sorry, Sunday. But yeah. I think, yeah, he's he's been an excellent acquisition in January for Hibs, <laughs> and you know it just to freeze up Scott Allen to just focus on what Scott Allen does best. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't need to be tracking back and no. making tackles and things like that because Scott Allen doesn't need to do that. No. You know. Yeah, and and actually, when you I I, I like. I, I, I just like this three and I like the three at the back for another reason Calum because I think I think it suits the, the personnel that we have at this moment in time that back three Calum I think I think Jackson seems to be developing as a really really I, always, I thought Jackson got a raw deal under Heckenbottom I thought that he should have played more uh, he's very imposing he's a classic centre half if if I had to compare him to someone I would look at I would look at Andy Webster um, because when whenever I saw Andy Webster play and someone might pull me up on this, I don't know. I didn't see him as often as Hearts, Hearts supporters. But for me, he was just a classic centre-half. I mean, he was he was better with the ball at his feet than Jackson. But, you know, if if in doubt, hit it out. That, that was... I saw Andy Webster do that countless times in derbies, etc. I thought that, you know, he was just a solid all-round defender. And that's what Jackson does. Yeah. You know, he's, there's, there's no nonsense. He's not looking for the ridiculous 60 yard pass or anything like that he is just getting in getting his job done yeah I think it. I think in, in black and white it's shall I risk this pass back you know if I'll just take out for a throw and we'll defend the throw yeah. it's that sort of yeah, idea just, I agree just, with that it's, yeah. it's, it's a classic centre and a half and I actually and think Hanlon I think Hanlon's I think the back three I mean I've, it suits Paul Hanlon it suits I, I, Paul I Hanlon the back, yeah when I was in the city days and we had our success it was a back three and actually Centre halves can just worry about because more, more often than not they play with teams play with two up front. A lot of the time, two of the centre, two of the back three just pick up uh, the two strikers. It leaves one free all the time. It's quite simple to do. Whereas if if you're a back four, the two centre halves, do you go to pass it onto the full back? That it just you, you know your role. And it seems mm-hmm. and Hamlin seems to be last couple of he's, games. Yeah, Hamlin started to get back to good form. Yeah, he's enjoying it more. I mean, Paul McGinn's a solid, solid player. Yeah. He's no th- no thrills. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I, yeah, Hibs have got a good um, <clears throat> base. Uh, no, what's it? Balance. That's yeah, the yeah, word I was yeah, looking yeah. for. Something um, they've lacked at, uh, in the in the in defence in yeah. midfield. So yes, I think the second half of the season can certainly be one where Hibs can push on. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I suppose worth noting that we've sort of glossed over it there, but. I mean, Doherty's goal is absolutely sensational, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, tapping. So, <laughs> uh, but something he wanted to say, what he to add was goals well, himself, and he's going on the right way when, for that. When he was at Shrewsbury last year, he popped in 
I think their fans would have welcomed them back in a happy. He, he chipped in with a fair amount of goals last season um, for them, and I think that he's coming, he's got two already, um, probably a shoo-in for nomination for player of the month already, but I think you've got to look at it, he's been fantastic for Hibs so far, and you've got, you can only get better, I think. Yeah, agreed, agreed, it's looking good at the moment in time, but Saturday's a big test, isn't it, actually, just because the, the sort of, this Livingston team, are, they never go away, do they, they're just sitting there well, and... You, you, I think I think I saw a stat where they've two wins on grass this season. Wow! They're all they're they've got the third best home record in the league, but away from home it's like eighth. Right, interesting. You know, they just they struggle um, away. So presumably from, they've beaten Paul your Hamilton's and Kilmarnock from, from that be- from that plastic pitch, you know. So um, at home, home comforts and everything, they phenomenal, but. Away from home, I think it's a different Hibs team that's going to play them uh, than the one that <clears throat> was it basically snatched a draw back in what was it October November. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think I think that I think Hibs will win on on Saturday. It's a must win. Yeah, it's indeed. a must win. Yeah, Hibs, Hibs, if Hibs, if Hibs are wanting to look towards Europe, etc., they need need to win that game yeah. and it. Takes, takes Hibs above Livingston yeah, which I, I think you're right Cal I think if Hibs are serious about finishing third or, or fourth these are the yeah. games you just got to win yeah, absolutely agree with that yeah. and I think to I think as well I think if you pick up three points on Saturday I think you've more or less secured top six as well because mm-hmm. come on it weren't far away you know I think Hibs would be seventh if, if they'd lost on yeah, on Sunday so it's still it's still quite tight so a, a massive game familiar faces come back to East Road Cam of course Marvin Bartley but uh, just confirmed yesterday, I can see it. Uh, let's just take a moment. Effie Ambrose confirmed at Livingston Cal. 18 month deal as well. You were one that you'd have welcomed back at Easter Road, wouldn't you? Well, maybe not, given how Jackson's been performing and, and etc. But he was a top player for Hibs, wasn't he? I think Effie Ambrose is a phenomenal footballer. Uh, a lot of people looked at. The, the games against Barcelona when he was at Celtic UV, yeah, and he was yeah. he was a little bit suspect but at this level phew, there was there was no one better he was he was going to be Hibs Player of the Year last season uh, if he'd stayed yep. beyond beyond January it's a strange I move for him wasn't it in the end Cal yeah well to be fair a ball. Wanted, wanted to test himself and to be fair are you going to turn down a team that's pushing for promotion to the Premier League in Derby that it was uh, this, well, sorry, uh, when he signed last mm. year in January, so yeah, I can understand why he went, but didn't work out, did it? Didn't work out. Would have would have welcomed him back. He's the road with open arms, but them's the breaks. So um, yeah, he's a class act. He'll definitely improve Livingston, but I'd, I still think Hibs how fit how fit is he right now as well? We'll probably not put a lot of football. Well, so. no, I mean, I think he's naturally fit, but no, he's match sharpness might might get away from him. The factor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big game. Big, big game. Right, moving on to Hartstein Callum. And, well, if we sort of go back to this time last week, we were preparing for a, a game against uh, Celtic, literally a, a week ago to the moment, more or less. And um, I was concerned if they went open and expansive, I think they could have notched up a heavy defeat, I think is what we said in last week's podcast. And they tried to go toe-to-toe with Celtic, and in the end, they were on the... On the end See, of a um, for me, I think heavy defeat. You look at the first half, 
Hearts go in a goal down, having match Celtic, you know, they go in one nil down, the they've stifled them, they've not really let Celtic play, the high press is working, they've lost a goal because old Poppadom hands at the back is <laughs> chucked one in again. So obviously it's not ideal and then you see the second half, uh Celtic ran riot, but that that game was basically a free hit. Yeah. You know, and I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, and we said that last week, didn't it? So the Hearts season hearts, isn't going to be have, defined by heart, Celtic away. Hearts have gone through to Parkhead, tried to park a bus, and got beat four five nil. So I mean, yeah. what what difference does it make? If you, I mean, if you're going to get beat five nil by the, like the best team in the country, I mean, Celtic are relentless right yep. now. Absolutely unplayable at times. They've come back from the winter break and. I think they've won every single game and they've done the majority of them in, in some style. So yeah. it was always going to be tough for Hearts going there um, top v bottom. But uh, I think half-time, it's no disgrace. The second half, it j- just gets away from them. It was a goal. How quick was the goal after half-time? It was within minutes, wasn't it? More or less, it was quite an early goal. And I think... Everything you've probably said at half time is just completely gone to <laughs> it's gone out the window. I think you're right, I suppose that you know, and, and really if you take away that I, I don't even know what uh, I, I don't know what the goal goalie's doing for the first goal, Calma. Everything that you coach you know you, I mean to I be fair, I, you see you see goalies do it time and time again. They you don't they, get, they get they get something onto it and it falls dangerously into um the path of an attacker but I mean yeah you are, you are coached from a young age get it away from goal get it round the post get it yeah. you know I mean concede a corner or something don't palm it back into the danger area so yeah. but I mean you see it you see it at, like I don't know. levels way above uh, the the Scottish Premiership I mean I remember watching Scotland v Brazil 1990 World Cup um, you've got Jim Layton does it Scotland are on course to qualify and Jim Layton palms it right into the path of a Brazilian boy. Boom, there it is. What World Cup was that? 1990. 1990, yeah. Uh, Three months you were that age, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, I've seen the goal back. I mean, obviously not at the time, but... Um, I, oh, oh. No, no, your quote was, I remember watching. the 1990 World Cup. No, no, I, said, I, no I said I remember watching. <laughs> Calm yourself. Yeah. But, um, no, I think, I think that... So, it's something that's been done, and I think it's what's sorry. It's, it's where it's where Hearts' luck is at the moment in time. The fact that it falls right to yeah. a Celtic man, doesn't it? It's sort of where Hearts are. But as you said, Celtic away isn't going to define Hearts' season. What is going to define Hearts' season is is the yeah. likes of Hamilton at home, Callum. Yeah, and that it's just it's just unacceptable. I mean, in my opinion, well, I think everyone will probably agree with this opinion. It's not like it's it's uh, solely my own, but. I think if Hamilton don't go down to 10 men, Calm, I think Hearts still get anything in the game. Yeah, I, th- I think you're probably right. Uh, I was driving through Gorgie because there's, um, you know, on, on route to Spartans on Saturday, but like, the, the majority of faces that I, I drove past seemed a little bit buoyant, optimistic, um, a wee bit nervous, but it, it was a massive game for Hearts and... You know, in the back of my mind, it's like Hearts can't concede early because it just—it's the worst thing for us yeah. for the stadium. So deflating. Um, but 
yeah, went ahead and just did that anyway. Um, the big man, uh, Okempo, isn't it? Uh, I like got, him. Got the goal. I like and him. then you look at Sean Clare. What are you doing, son? What are you doing? I've noted this down, Calm in my notes, actually. Sean Clare has, imp- has improved in their stender, there's no doubt about that, Calm. But I'm starting to... I think the experiment is over now. I don't see him as a right-back, because even the first goal, he, he, for me, he's out of position mm. a little bit. And then, as, and then, as you say, Calm, I do not have a clue what he's doing for it's that been, penalty. Um, but, I mean... He's not a defender. No, it's it's a air quote striker's challenge. Yeah, um, yeah, he's absolutely. just come through, he's absolutely nowhere near the ball and yep. just smashed the boy. So it's it's poor from Claire there, but you've got to look at it and look, Hearts do well to get back into the game because even though Hamilton do go down to ten men, you've still got to take advantage of that. Yeah, true. You've still got to to get the goals and I can imagine that the atmosphere at Tincastle wasn't exactly yeah. healthy yeah. for large periods of the game, but that boy hates playing yeah. football, eh? Aye, you know. It's um, <laughs> like red card, I think, of the season. Third red card of the season. It has been rescinded, I think. Has it? It's, yeah, the red card's been rescinded. So it's one of those where. Um, that's, a, that's a big call, that. Well, it has been rescinded. I think it's one of those that if it's against your team, you know, if, if you're a Hearts fan looking at that going, ah, oh, definitely, definitely, we'll take it, we'll take it. But see if see if that was Hamilton player run uh, run through the like, shooter's hand etc. That's never a red card, you know. It'd be exactly the same. Yeah, I don't so, think I, I don't. I, actually, I don't think Boyce is going to get there. It's sort of come down. It's, 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 I, I mean, I think he's unlucky, but it's a handball. It is. It's a handball. There's no such thing as accidental handball. Yeah. And yep. if if you look up the rules etc. So ah, but. I but Walker played well, Cal. Oh, hold on, let sorry. me finish. Sorry, sorry. It's like last week all over again. <laughs> no, uh, I think I agree with you that I don't think that Hearts would have had it in them no. to take uh, something from the game if Hamilton hadn't gone down to 10. A lot and of that's that, the worrying yeah. thing. I mean, there's been a lot of chat now about, about Stendhal and, you know, it's not his fault if Hearts go down and his style of play etc Callum do you think at the moment though he's trying to fit you know square pegs and round holes do you think he's maybe just got to go right maybe we're not quite ready as a squad to um, to to play my style so to speak do you think maybe I've just got to adapt a few things here just to get us through this and then I can build something with a full pre-season a couple of more players do you know what I'm trying to say if, if you, um, in, in all honesty I don't know if, if, you're, if you're looking at Hearts and for argument's sake if a, if a Neil Warnock or a Sam Allardyce-esque manager had come in would Hearts have more points uh, undoubtedly would would say yes, but in terms of where that takes you, you're you're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. So for me, Stendhal's definitely the right choice. I think that he is asking a lot of the players. Uh, Hearts are definitely missing uh, the boy Civic, uh, who was excellent when he first came in. He's missed the last few games through illness, so you've got to hope that he's getting back to fitness. Yeah. Because not only is he such an imposing figure 
he's also very very good so yeah for, for me I think that yeah he's had Naismith fit he's had Suter fit uh, he's not had to deal with the injuries but he's he's had to deal with the fact that the club's in that position mm. you know so I'm, I'm not going to slate Stendhal too much which I mean if you listen to Sports Sound last Wednesday night unbelievable what they were coming out with I mean it's you've got guys like uh, Paddy Bonner and I, I don't know who the other boy in the studio was but it's just let's all make fun of the guy who's not from these shores etc you know I mean if if Hearts had like a Jimmy Calderwood or someone in charge <laughs> then there's not a chance that he would be spoken about like this mm. you know and I said it months ago that it is a problem in Scottish football that if you're not one of the boys this is how you get treated because Catherine was the same Heckenbottom was the same. like if you don't if you're no part of the boys club then you're not going to get um, yeah. the, like I sort just, of pats on the back and everything um, <clears throat> look I just feel I, I, I just feel that the longer if it keeps going let's just say Friday night and Hearts play this expansive way and they lose again and then they're going into the bottom six, say, adrift. It's like, oh, I, I, do you know what I mean? I, I just think, I just think Stendhal just needs to, he just needs to see out the rest of the season, just hit for Hearts, just to be mm-hmm. safe. And then, do you know what I mean? Then he can just start clean slate, right? This is my season now. Yeah, it I just, think, oh, it's, it's difficult. Thing, it's thing, a real difficult is, one. The thing is now, um, Hearts are firmly in Hibs 2014 territory. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think, uh, th- what what is in Hart's favour is they're not of th- the same sort of mindset that Hibs had of oh we're too big to go down. Mm. Hearts don't have that, and we're safe. Yeah, you know that 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 was that was what Hibs Hibs were thinking at that time. Oh, we don't have to worry about it's this. Next we'll, season, it's you know, next season. We'll, it's next once, season. Once 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 we get, uh, you know, it's next season. So Hearts know that they're in a battle. Yeah, and you know. There, there needs to be the sort of element in the changing room of the same sort of mentality that you have if you're chasing a title. There should be boys going in at training, 100% full pelt. That should be spilling over. There should be fights kicking off in the dressing room. Like, you're not pulling your weight. What the are you doing out there? There needs to be that mentality that, look, it's us against everyone else we can't be looking for favours here it's in our own hands now we need to do something about it and Friday night against St Mirren is absolutely massive now you look at you look at St Mirren they played 120 minutes last night right fantastic position 4-1 up at half time 4 all it finishes I think you've got to look at that and think it's a perfect result for Hearts last night. They can they can score goals, but they can concede goals. Yeah. So a hundred percent, exactly like Hearts. Hearts, <laughs> Hearts can score goals, but they can concede them. Hearts, one of Hearts' best performances this season, and one of their only wins, they scored five against St Mirren. Mm. You know, and that has to be that has to be replicated. Listen to Jim Goodwin last night. He was saying that they've got quite a young sign actually, St Mirren, and I watched some of the stuff, and they played some decent stuff actually in the first half last night. Uh, but they've got quite a young defence, and I think it's it's not like St Mirren to concede that many goals. I think earlier on in the season they had um, outside the rings and Celtic the t- the the meanest defence. You know, they were losing games, but it was like one 0 two one. You know, it wasn't they weren't getting pumped. And 
but when you try and be more expansive and you try to create goals, you then start looking well. Well, exactly. So that well, that's what that's what's happening with Hearts. Yeah, but of course. I I think Hearts can go there and you know see if Hearts can grind out a one 0 then that's that's the turning point. That's that that's the turning point because. Um, I still think if Hearts are within, honestly, four to six points, off off the team that are third bottom. Uh, I still think Hearts have enough bottom six. For for myself, I think if Hearts finish eleventh, they'll breeze through the playoff. That championship is it's brutal. brutal. Yeah, the championship is brutal. Uh, Dundee yeah. United are however many points clear, and they are pish. <laughs> you know, let's let's be honest. Um, Hibs, Hibs took six off them. Yeah. Um, they they're no very good, and they're romping yeah. the the championship. I mean, I think who have you got in like second to fourth? It's Cali, Dundee, and yeah. Dunfermline, right? And let's be honest, yeah. Hearts Hearts would breeze past any of them in a two legged affair. So I still uh, don't think I'll come to that. I still think Hearts will have well will have too much at the end, but it's just they just kind of. Just got to get through this little patch, I think. I mean, all. I think I think three points on Friday night is needed. Yeah, well, big big game. Yeah, can't lose it. No, absolutely not, absolutely not. Right, Cal, moving on to Ember City then, and it was the top of the table clash up at. Um... Well, here we go. It's gone in my head. <laughs> I want to see the Balmure, but it's not that. I'll cut me in a That's second. Head. I know. What is it called again? Oh, it's gone. Um... Cove's ground. Uh, <laughs> up in Cove. Up in Cove. Uh, build as the you know the top two there, Calman. They've, they've unfortunately been on the receiving of a two on defeat, and what's going to be so disappointing for me is the fact that they took the lead in the second half. Uh, of course, conditions were were terrible, but and they had they had chances as well. They had chances. Yeah, but I think I think the thing is if you look at it before the game, Cove had won one more game than City all season it's two now but look at the way that Cove have been spoken about this year look at the way that no one's spoken about in the City really nope so I think that they're not as wonderful as it's played out and I think that people are just looking for a fairy tale story but it's not really a fairy tale story I mean a fairy tale story would be Someone like Vela Leiden coming up and like winning um, League Two because like they'll have spent like the grand total of three quid, you know. A Boots meal deal is more expensive than like what their squad would cost. So I think that that's I mean, Cover throwing money hand over fist at this. So, uh, for me, it's not it's not something that would be a fairy tale story. But yeah, it, it's disappointing uh, to go up there and lose the game, especially. Like you say, they had the chances to win it. Yeah. Had a great chance to win it just before the goal. But I mean, let's let's look at it. Cove have got an unbelievable stroke of luck with both goals. You know, the first one uh takes a deflection of uh Lairdy's shoulder, I think it is, goes in, and the second one, McAllister misses the ball and it hits off his standing foot. Yeah, sometimes you know, that's the luck you get. When I mean, well, when, 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 yeah, exactly, you know, just as we're talking my hearts and you know, the luck that you that, that, that luck goes your way when, when you're playing like that so yeah oh sorry the situation that you're in so I think that maybe maybe that was a wee stroke of luck that they got but if I'm honest I think given how Cove celebrated that that's what and I know this is going to sound weird but bear with me 
Um, even though it was a defeat, I think City can take more out of that game than Cove can. I, I actually, you know, um, I quite like teams that when they win, there's that, there's just that calmness about mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. I like, I like, you know, a, a, a mindset of, and I've said it a few times actually, never get too excited when you win mm-hmm. and never get too down when, when, you, when you lose because actually football's got a funny way of one week one you know, week one you're on week, top of the world the next week you're down in the dumps you know? exactly and I think Paul Hartley's celebrations were very very excitable and mm. would I be surprised if, if Queen's Park were to go up there at the weekend and come away with a, a sort of like a 1-1 or something like that probably a little bit surprised but what I'm saying is Cam, you've got to that, that, that result there isn't winning the league no and I think that the celebrations the, ce- like the celebrations looked like it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um Cove aren't gonna go the rest of the season unbeaten. I don't know if Edinburgh City will. I'm not saying that they're gonna win every game from now on. But for me, Edinburgh City need to be within one result of Cove with Cove still to play. Right? I mean let's not beat around the bush here. City need to beat Cove at home. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean that's that's when when that uh, comes up again. City need to beat Cove. Um, there's there's no there's no getting away from that fact. But if they if they can stay within one result with them still to play, then I think City can go on and you know win this league. Yeah, I, I think I think both teams will will slip slip up over the course of the over the course of the remaining games. Callum uh-huh. as they make make their way into the final quarter. I think City do have that advantage that they've still got Cove to play at home. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be interesting. But for me, I think this has been a good season for Ember City. I think they've done everything right in terms of they've just dovetailed in behind Cove and they've just stayed in there. And if they can just have form going into the last three, four games of the season, mm-hmm. regardless of what happens, I always think there's that little bit of advantage in terms of being an informed team going into playoffs yeah. rather than being the team that finishes um, ninth mm-hmm. in um, the league above. In the league above, and I think you know your only concern, I suppose, is, is if a team makes a really good push and finishes fourth. Because remember, if City finish second, they will play the team that finishes fourth. And the way some teams are going, for example, I'm pretty sure second no, play fourth se- and no second play third and fourth play ninth. Is that right? Um, well, why did City play Clyde in the playoffs last yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, fair, fair. Uh, but yeah, uh, okay. Uh, in the final, then. <laughs> um, yeah. As long as they have form going to the playoffs, I don't think yeah, it matters if they're um, in the league or not. For me, for me, I think that they're solid at this moment in time. Uh, they went up there; they didn't disgrace themselves. But I think that is. Like I said, if they stay within one result with with Cove, um, thinking that they're going to take the three points off Cove, then I th- I think they'll go on and win the league. Mm-hmm. Well, they've, they've, there's there's another big sweeping yeah, statement. Yeah, big statement. Yeah. Um, this weekend then, Calum. Beacon's last win was the fourteenth of December. They're nine points adrift at the bottom of of yeah, uh, oh, of I mean, two. if like Beacon. Could they do an Albion Rovers esque great escape? No, absolutely. I mean that club has had a torrid 
years. years. Um, a cow and beef type for a few years. Well, from they were championship I mean, and then the, like, a, pe- cha- a penalty away from the championship season. They, they didn't win a game. They go down and you think right, rebuilding League One. They go down again and look, pff, real danger, real danger of if they finish bottom. You're not really wanting to be playing. No. Whoever's whoever's um, winning winning the, that playoff between the Lone and Highland League, no, wouldn't they be playing that? And game? then breaking and going the Highland League, and that's that's difficult. And if they don't, then that's a disgrace. Oh, they have to. Ah, they have, have to. to. Have they have to. to. Um, We've had discussions about that. Yeah, yeah, they have to, and you know that's. <laughs> I mean, if people speak about the, the you know the lone leagues are tough, a tough league to win. The high leagues are tough, tough league to win as well, exactly. Calum. Um, but this this just has to be three points for Embrace City, doesn't it? Yeah, it has to be three points. And then yeah, Cove, no... Cove, Cove face Queens Park, who have in rejuvenated form at this moment in time. Ray McKinnon, of course, the manager. Yeah. Uh, well, ever, I mean, ever since they turned professional, a professional club, so to uh, speak, Calum. They've. Um, well, I mean, I, th- I mean, they turned professional at the end of the season, did they not? I thought that's when. That was during the season. No, they voted for it during the season. Yeah, they voted I'm for sure. it during the season. Aye, but since the vote, sorry. Since the vote. Come in, they seem to have turned the corner. Look, they're doing well. Three wins they've, in a row. They've um, taken points off City. Um, yeah. So, I think that they've got very good players. And this isn't a, this isn't a gimme a gimme at all. Agreed, agreed. But City, look. Do their job. After everything we've just said, if City don't pick up three points against Bacon, they don't deserve to win the league. So, yeah, you know, let's be honest here. Fair point. Okay, Calm, moving on to the Lone League then, and we'll start with uh, the only game that was on at the weekend there. Uh, Spartans. <coughs> there was two. Was it? No, no, yeah. I meant I meant from our teams. From our teams. There was two. Who played like? In the Uni Bonnerick. Oh, it was on. Why did I think that was off? <coughs> I thought it was <coughs> off. I thought it was off. Um Well, head loss. Absolute wow. head loss. Um, wow. <laughs> Jack, me. Do you just want to take the rest of this, Cam? I'll just have the night off. Um, Jesus. Sorry, Spartans played against Kelty. Uh-huh. And, well, the weather was probably the winner in the end. It oh, destroyed her. It, it, it destroyed brutal. any. any, any Absolutely brutal. They yeah. probably didn't really protect me. No, I've been mean, Almost so. lost it a few times. I'm not surprised, Cam. That wind was. I mean, the wind's bad. On a lovely day uh, down at Ainsley Park, uh, let alone when Storm Dennis is is in there, Callum and Kelly came with the one 0 win in the end. I think on the main and what I've read and who I've spoke to and, and spoke to yourself before we came on, Callum, one 0 win about right. Eh, no, sorry, a draw would have been probably the I, fair I, result. I think sorry. I think a draw would have been a fair result. I think you look at uh, the chances created in the game. You look at what Blair Carswell and Ben McKenzie had to do during the game and. Not a lot is the um, diagnosis there. I mean, there just there wasn't wasn't that many chances. Weather was absolutely shocking. There was I think in that second half there was a few long range efforts from Kelly, but you know Scotland will need them on Saturday in the rugby, <laughs> uh, because that's that's sort of how close close they came, and I think that it just. Yeah, the the weather the weather won the day, but um, Kelty, look, they had a wee bit of luck with Austin going wide and his cross, um, Corbett blocks, but it's it sort 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 of takes this thing out of it and it falls straight to Matty Flynn at the edge of the box. He just pops it into Dylan Easton. It's a good finish. Let's be honest, yeah. you take take nothing away from the finish, but uh, 
for me, a, tr- a draw would have been a fair result. I think that um, Spartans set up a game plan to, to cope with uh, the attacking threat that um, Kelly possessed. I thought Aaron Corbett up against Nathan Austin, phew, unbelievable. You're, you're talking the Austin guy that played championship last year and Corbett marshalled him. Uh, superbly obviously the conditions were, were in play but um, matched them for pace time and time again uh, I thought Mikey Allen on the other side of Bolo was brilliant as well uh, Bolo got his customary booking for talking back to the referee um, <laughs> but I thought I thought the Spartans were excellent in defence The going forward lacked a little bit uh, for me um, but the conditions didn't really help with that, uh, so. Well, I thought it was good though. I thought you know Spartans when I, when I look at the the team that played calmly, they didn't as much as they had a a lineup to sort of stifle, um, Kelty in that way. They actually, they went out. No, this this is this is what we play. This this is our this is our mm-hmm. this is our formation. This is what we do, and they and they went. You know, this is the. They didn't just go there. And, Play a five four one and just try and completely stop Kelly. They, they yeah. played the the formation they've been playing the last couple of weeks, and I, and I like that. And on another day, they might have might have taken all three Calum. So, yeah. um, but it's one time Calum. I suppose when, when you're chasing leagues, like you say, it takes a sort of it takes a spin, spins off Corbett's uh, foot there as a cross comes in, and it lands at Flynn. Who you know it's a nice layoff and finish. And sometimes that's the difference, isn't it? When you're just at that at that end of the table, it, it just yeah, uh, absolutely. I think that. Kilty got that little bit of luck um, on the day, but it it was it was a tough one for Spartans. I think that they they contributed very well to the game, and for them to have lost, I thought was harsh. you know very harsh. I think that ah they just didn't deserve to lose. No. You know I, I mean look Kelty will come away with three points, be absolutely delighted, but. The, the, it's not like they, they peppered Carswell's goal and he's he's pulled off eight or nine unbelievable saves to to keep it um, goalless. Yeah. You know, I think I think he had one take in the second half where um, he got it right, went down, uh, cut out the cross, and in the conditions, you know, holds on to it very well done. But other than that, I mean, I'm starting to think can I remember uh, a Spartans chat? I'm, I'm toiling, but. Um, I think the other than the goal, the most exciting part of the the second half was Bob Malcolm shouting at Matty Flynn because he was talking to Scott Allen, <laughs> you know, um, which was just bizarre. Was that Della game that just <laughs> you know it's like uh, it was it was an odd scenario that uh, he shouted Matty and he, he started running around as if he was going to get put on, and then Malcolm just goes no move a bit. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> um, basically can he shout at him for saying what are you talking to him for <laughs> but no yeah, I think um, like uh, Dylan Easton's celebration right in front of the Spartans best and I think that that carried over at full time where there was a few few words exchanged and there was a few heads almost squaring up to each other and um, you know Bob Malcolm might think he's a hard man but he was a very brave man to go for the only guy that was kicking out in shorts and a t-shirt and big Ralphie there, <laughs> I was I was sitting looking there going, does he know what he's letting himself in for? <laughs> I'll be just standing there like, 
I was like, no, 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 don't, 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 don't be doing this, Bob. You'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll regret this. But um, I look tough one for Spartans to take, but a very, very improved performance, and that's something that at times I've been critical of uh, of Spartans this year. But I thought they were, they were excellent um, for the last parts of the game, and I just. Unlucky at the end. I just think you know, just just to close that Calm actually, could you, you mention his name uh, during your your summary of the, of the game there, Calm, and it's someone that actually you know every time that he's been put into the into the side, he's never let himself down, and he's actually played really really well, and he's probably been a bit unfortunate not to get more game time, um, over the course of the season. That's Mikey Allen. I think again you mentioned him there. Oh, he's, he's excellent. Yeah, excellent. You know, to um, come in against a t- yeah, I thought he was impressive the other week against Stirling Uni. Yeah, and he's come in there and. You know the highest scorers in the league. Been it was, it was brilliant. Yeah, so it's what, it's I mean, what I thought I'd say. Like, that Calmy's done really like well. The, the attacking talent they had. I mean, I think in the first half, you know, Stephen Husband was arguably the best player on the park, and then the second half, so many Celtic players just didn't kick a ball. Mm. Um, but you look at the you look at the bench that they had. You know, yeah. Scott Linton comes on, Matt Flynn comes. On, I mean, like. Yeah. There's, there's, there's talent in abundance there. Yeah. Um, getting away this weekend for uh, Spartans. you got to fancy it. We'll go down there and pick up three points, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, Gretna are improved from what they were, but look, Spartans want to be clawing in East Stirling. Yeah. Clawing in top four, then I think this has to be three points. Yeah, man, I think it will be. I do. Yeah. Uh, if it... If, if it can survive the weather, mm-hmm. which is again another testing week for our for our pitches. But um, mm. yeah, I fancy that we'll go down there and pick up three points. Right, Cam, Edinburgh Uni, and um, are you sure about this? <laughs> I'm sure about speaking about. Do, 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 do you know what's ridiculous? You actually text me. Oh, you've got the Edinburgh Uni spot on. Uh, Prediction. I don't know in my head. You know what it was? It's because I remember because Bonnie game was was called off yesterday. I think I got myself confused about mm. it. I'm just trying to get the excuses in now, uh-huh. uh, but no, I remember now. Cal, it was a bit of a a heavy, a heavy, a heavyish defeat. Think, uh, no, no, no disgrace. But no disgrace. Um, and that's what we said. If if they can keep it, um, like they don't need to be doing Boyner any favors by scoring goals for them, but I think that going through to New Dundas Park and um, getting beat for no, that that could have been. Let's be honest, the conditions weren't exactly. Yeah, conducive to, to good football, but Bonnerig have coped a wee bit better. Um, come away 4 0 winners, and yeah, again, we've said it, Hearts' season isn't going to be judged games away to Parkhead. Edmund Uni's season isn't going to be judged on games away to um, Bonnerig or Kelty, etc. So, I mean, they've done what they've needed to be doing um, in games away at Gretna games away at Vale where they've picked up the points so this one ah, it's a it's a disappointing sort of defeat but I think in the grand scheme of things none of the teams in and around them are going to go there and <sighs> get points no, so exactly. yeah they're not they're not losing anything there no agreed uh, this weekend actually is a massive one for me it really is because I see a team that... Oh, this is a good game, actually. Yeah. yeah I just remember to they're playing. Yeah. I see a team that, you know, this time last year, you would offer Ember Uni probably no chance in terms of going to a, a League 2 side. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Berwick Rangers have struggled to adapt to the Lone League. And I don't... 
they oh massively they massive. you know, I mean you look at you look at when East Stirling came down and yeah they've they've they they might have spent a wee bit of money the first year they came down but I don't think they've they've ever been flirting with a league position like Berwick have for the majority of the season it's um yeah I, I think you know Berwick historically had the advantage of they couldn't be pulling Edinburgh Midlothian base players borders players and probably further afield because that had that league status mm. but now unfortunately financially they're not probably able to cope um, well I mean I think Trent are rivaling them because they've they've signed a few boys who like Carlisle etc yeah. um, Berwick and Carlisle know each other both in England both in England <laughs> Right there in England, <laughs> right there. just in England. Um, I, I, I came the other side of the country <laughs> in England, but I mean, they're not like ridiculously far apart. It's not like London and Newcastle for. <laughs> um, but I think trying to get players in, I think, is difficult. I really do. And if I look at Berwick's run at the moment in terms of the league, since their last win in December, you have to go back to. Jesus. Of course, there's. Of obviously weather issues on there and games postponed but it's been three draws and three defeats since our last league win back in December Calm. yes it's away from home but honestly I don't think Embry Uni have that much to f- have that much to fear yeah, this I, Saturday I think, I think that Saturday again it's it's, a, it's almost a wee bit of a free hit because they've, they've nothing to fear going down in playing Berwick Rangers and I, th- I agree with you I think last year they'd have looked at that uh, say they've been drawn in the Scottish Cup or something going down a league League two side, oh, I probably no chance, but I, I think they're spot on. I think that they can go down there, and I think that they've got players that can cause Berwick problems. I mean, Berwick, Berwick, what is it? Chalmers and Miller uh, left. Healy. Healy, sorry. Yeah. Um. So they've they've lost a few players. Uh, I'm sure Kev was still injured, but I th- I think that they can go down there and spring a wee surprise. I think as well, uh, from my from my experience of playing down at at Berwick Calm, quite a vocal support, and I think on the main they've been, they've been a support that sometimes gets in the back of players. Oh, I think if, if Edinburgh Uni were to take an early lead here, yeah, it could be quite well, an interesting if, atmosphere. If Edinburgh Uni go through and you know they went to Kelty, they, they scored first now. Yeah. Um, I think I think Kelty fans would have just be sitting there going, "Oh, that's not a problem." Yeah. But. I think Berwick will be looking at that going, oh, fuck, you know, and it'll, it'll, be, it'll be that sort of, it's like, um, they, yep. they'll not enjoy that. So I think that, I mean, if, if you need to go down and pick three points up here, that's their status confirmed for next season. Yeah. That's that's me again. And got, you know what, it's another team's, you know, Berwick aren't going to go down. <laughs> they're not going to, they're not going to win the league. So they've kind of got a team here that are in that mid-table, nothing really to play for. Well, they're all sitting like 12th or 11th. Yeah, they're sort of in that middle of the road, nothing really... So as much as a manager will say, right, let's target this position in the league, Mm. really in your head you're thinking, it doesn't really mean that much. Um, So a good team team to play, a good time for me. Yeah, I think they can go down there and spring a wee surprise. I might even back that. I might even back that. We'll find out in 10 minutes' time. Civil then, Calm. Well, you... That uh, game was off. You pretty much... I mean, if anybody listened to the podcast last Tuesday night, it was, well, what was maybe in your reverse psychology, but you were right in the end, the, the oh, game I, was called 100%. off. 100%. And, I mean, and let's be honest, it's been rearranged, I think, for Next a week, week today. Yeah. Not a chance that's on. You can barely get one game a week on the pitch. Well, not going to get two. So obviously you've obviously been out again and checked the pitch 
How's it looking? Just in, just just in the road for the what? I mean, if if it keeps raining every day, it's off. It's 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 off. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that's just it's just the way it is. So it's uh, if it's on, uh, Easter on this weekend. Uh, I'm gonna make a statement here, Calm. You've made one sweeping statement. I'll make another. I think this is Civil's last chance to try and get in the top four. I'd agree. I'd agree. I think that because East Stirling are the one team that they can catch, because I think BSC have about 18 games in hand. Yeah, BSC. Um, and I think BSC will finish third. Um, they finished third last year, or second. Anyway, I think BSC will um, do enough to, to cement their, their place in the top three. Uh, for me, this, yeah, they, they need to win here. Look, they went through to. The Falkirk Stadium early in the season, a little bit unlucky, a little bit unlucky with uh, losing the game 2-1. I think defensively they had a couple of lapses, a um, wee bit poor, but they, they went, they, they, I don't know, I don't know, it's a tough one, but yeah. Civil have nothing to fear from East Island. absolutely nothing. I think, you know, not many teams find it comfortable playing the Christy Gillis. It's no. uh, it's uh, even no, that's, even, that, even going back sure. to you know even even just it's never been an easy place to go even when, you know and I you know went and played there ten years ago when I first started playing against Civil it's never been an easy place to go, um, there's not many teams go to the Christie Girls to come away with a comfortable win so it's going to be I think it's going to be a really close game on Saturday and Civil need to make it that way you know of course Easton have got big players in their team they've got threats in that side they're going to have to make it difficult mm-hmm. they're going to have to do what they did for the last 20 minutes or so against Kelty a couple of weeks ago when they went out of 10 men they just became resolute they just they were they were clear in their mind what they were doing every time they got the ball mm-hmm. and I think they, they were direct everybody started to have a, bought into the same game plan for the last 20 minutes and they put Kelly under a lot of pressure, even though they only had ten men. Mm. And I think it needs to be that clear clearness that level of, of thought. Yeah, that clear thought. Going back to that East Kilbride game last season, everybody knew everyone's jobs at mm-hmm. every minute, every second of the game. And it's going to have to be because there's no doubt Easton have quality. They wouldn't be where they are in the league if they didn't. I know they've played a, you know three or four games more than the rest, but I think it's like six more than BSC. Yeah, yeah, than the BSC. They've got four played four more games. Than than um, than uh, than civil. I think if I remember correctly, if civil win this on Saturday, and they win their four games in hand, they would end up three points behind East Stirling. So for me, it needs to be. Yeah, it need needs to, to need, be three need, points for civil this weekend points. if they're wanting top four, of course. Yeah, well, I, I, I hardly think that Gary's going to be sitting there going, "Nah, didn't fancy it." Oh, my stat. Uh, but just that was. Anyway. Ah, my Spartan stat, I'll leave that to the end. Uh, um, <laughs> but no, I give you that, Calm. Last chance for top four. I did give you that. I think it leaves them too much to do. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Okay then. The um on the puzzler. So last week it was based on the on your goalkeepers, Calm. <laughs> no one. No Absolutely one. no one. Everyone hates go- hate, everyone hates goalies. Ev- well aye. Uh, everyone hates you. <laughs> everyone hates goalies. <laughs> no, um, I no one. I don't think anyone got in touch to say. So aye, brilliant. Oh well. C'est la vie. Well, this week's one then, Cal. Right, go on then. It's based on. Although these these results didn't really go to full effect of what I'm going to make here, but Hearts found themselves two 0 down at half time. They came back 
to draw 2-2. Motherwell found themselves 4-1 down last night, Calm brought back to 4-4. Of course, the results didn't end up with wins. But the question this week, Calm, your favourite comeback? Your favourite comeback? Keep it clean, I was going to say something there that I shouldn't... <laughs> um, favourite comeback? That's how... In footballing terms, yes. In footballing terms, yes. I don't mean the, the was it Stone Cold Steve Austin coming uh, back at Royal Rumble or something like that. Um, I mean, obvious one is that Scottish Cup run in twenty sixteen, two 0 down at Tiny, two one I down. Go Falkirk there. Two one down in with ten minutes to go at, at Hamden, uh in the final. You, I, want you unique, I want unique Calm you, Unique comebacks Okay Right Completely random Here's one for you Hibs 2-0 down At Kilmarnock Must have been about 2006 2007 2-0 down at half time Second half 1-4-2 mm-hmm. That's so, what I want Game finished 4-2 4-2 Hibs There you go There's There's a There's a random comeback for you Yeah I think from a, a personal note I think if I think back to ones I've played in There was a A cracker for those that are probably playing and remember it, for Ember City were 2 1 down in stoppage time against Stirling Uni. When Stirling Uni won the East of Scotland League that year, and we brought on Peter Stenhouse and Ryan Wilson with about five minutes to go, and Peter Stenhouse got a brace in stoppage time. We won 3 2 when, when, when Stirling Uni were, were flying. But one that sticks out for me was three years, four years ago now, actually, Calm, and it was a, a New Year's derby against Spartans at Ainsley Park. We found ourselves 2 0 down after about 15 20 minutes. And we came back, albeit missing three penalties in the second half. I was about to say, was that not is that not the three penalty one? Yeah, but uh, we managed to come through three two. That was a, that was a, a, a pretty much I think at that moment pretty much secured the league. Uh, I think we we're just probably still in the league anyway. But was that was that the one where you went what like eighteen games unbeaten? Pretty much from yeah, the yeah, absolute disrespect from certain people that say that like these teams that we've got now are the best teams in the league. Dude. Two two league titles back to back and lost about three games in two seasons. Yeah, getting the bend the <laughs> lot of you. So there you go. So can you a four two win for headset? There's others in no, there. No, no, I mean, let's, I mean that's that's the, the top. I mean, worst comeback would have to be that six all game at Motherwell. I, oh. I mean, I remember Hibs can see the penalty at six five, and Graham Smith gave the penalty away and then saved the penalty. And even still, him, like, <laughs> managed to chuck it away. I'm sure that Hearts fans will look at well, a certain, certain New Year's derby. Um, happy New Year. Um, if that's not mentioned, I'd be worried. Yeah, yeah. So, good question. Hopefully, uh, hopefully. Hopefully yeah. better than your last one. Come on. Yeah. Right, Calm. Predictions then. As it'll be, in the, as it'll be in the, on, the, um, on the graphic... Alphabetical order with the league, uh, of course. So, Hibs against Livingston. 3-1 Hibs. 3-1 Hibs. Um, I'm going to go for 2-1 Hibs. 2-1 Hibs. St Mirren against Hearts. 4-3 hearts wow 4-3 hearts I think I think it's just going to be one of those absolutely ridiculous games of football and yeah 
defences aren't going to be on top and Hearts are going to nick it in the last minute. I've wrote down here three different scores while you were talking there. Can't right, well, you can You can only choose one. And I'm going to go for the middle one, and it's 1-1. One, one. What are you... Yeah. Uh, I had 0-0, nil, 1-1 nil, one, one, and 2-2 two, two. I wrote down <laughs> So I picked the middle one uh, Ember City against Brecon 3-0 City 3-0 Comfy uh, ah, That's a good score that I'm going to go for 4-0 oh, Berwick versus Uni Ember Uni 2-1 Ember Uni 2-1 I, 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 I fancy it I fancy it I think they're going to get a draw yeah. I think 1-1 one, one. Uh, Shire against Civil. Civil against Shire. I was going to say Civil are at home. If it's on, two one Civil. Oh, our teams are having a great week this week. Yeah, what Ev- we? Everyone's everyone's winning this week. Yeah, no like you. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm not sitting near the top. <laughs> um, <laughs> Too much faith. Ah. Uh, Desmond. Oh. Yeah, Gretna Spartans. I think comfortable 2 0. 2 0. Routine 2 0 win for, for Spartans. Goal in each half. 3 1 for me. 3 1 Spartans. Comfortable. Um, my stat, you've made it this far, Cal. I did the research for it. was based on Spartans, the team they finished on their predictions, Cal. This time last season, they played 23 games, had 43 points. And it's the exact same as this season 23 games, 43 points. So uh, I, put, I put the. Uh, what a, what, what a note to end on Yeah What a, what a stat To end on yeah, I'm sure you'll like, With the excitement of that stat You probably won't sleep tonight um, No I think they'll Sleep fairly easy <laughs> Put this on And you'll sleep after 30 seconds um, Right Get your puzzlers in The greatest comebacks Try and make a different A unique one Preferably not your Not your most obvious ones Like a 4-4 Or a 4-4 Hibs, Hibs Hearts one You mentioned there Callum Or your you're three two in the cup final. Something unique. Four two against Kelly at home, for example. Everyone's forgot about. But there we are. Uh, enjoy the game if you're there this weekend. All the best to our sides, and hopefully we'll have a enjoyable podcast next week. I've been Andrew. I've been Callum, and that was the Ember Football Podcast. <laughs>